What's up, guys? Welcome to the OptiForum Podcast. Today, we have my guy, Josiah, on the podcast. Thanks for being on here today, yeah, brother. Man. Yeah, I'm super pumped. This guy is amazing. He's transformed many lives, and I've seen his Instagram, literally big transformations. This guy himself has dropped, what, 120 pounds? 128 pounds. 128 pounds. So I'm super excited to have him on, tell his story, tell you guys a little bit about you know the clients that he coaches, how he goes about it, and I think this could really help you guys out. So first off, man, like I just want to jump right into it, honestly. Um, what's your what's your story, bro? Tell tell people that don't know you. Yeah, man. So pretty much my story. Um, it's I mean, the genesis of my story started off growing up uh, in a Polynesian household where food was pretty much the center of attention. You know what I mean? Like like uh, birthday parties, graduations, just any time of week, food was really where family gathered around each other, right? And so. Um, and we, and there was like an overabundance of food always uh, in the household. Mom, like you gotta finish your plate, bro. <laughs> and it was like, and it's crazy because it even got to the point where it's like we were so picky. We would we would we would determine whether or not we're gonna go to a family function depending on what they were serving. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, don't, you better come correct at this family function, right? So, but but what I didn't realize was that I, I started to you know really start to have these unhealthy habits around food mm-hmm. um, and but the thing was is it was fine when I was younger because I was playing football I was boxing I was doing mixed martial arts I was staying super active so I could pretty much eat whatever I wanted to mm-hmm. you know I could burn it off on the field yeah. uh, but um, it got to a point where I I, uh, I injured my knee uh, playing semi-pro ball and uh, my activity levels went down but my eating habits stayed exactly the mm-hmm. same yep. And so it seemed it was about uh, about a year and a half, two years, where I put on like a hundred and twenty some pounds uh, in that two year uh, span. And life was tough. Life was tough at that time. I was living in Las Vegas. Uh, I was a bouncer in the nightclub industry, um, and it was kind of crazy because I was blinded. Uh, I didn't realize that I had gotten so big because I was surrounded by other bigger guys. And so being in that industry, in the nightclub industry, working in there, being the tough guy, being big, whatever, um, you know, it was fine. But then I realized, man, I I don't really want to be in the nightclub industry for the rest of my life. And then I started to see family members who were suffering from diabetes and high cholesterol and all of these different medical conditions. And so I decided that I needed to do something. So really, first it started off with... uh, fat dieting you know like I was I picked like everybody typically goes with Mm -hmm. I was going on the fad diet what's popular at the moment you know what's the flavor of the month you know and I went with that Um, and I got some kind of results on them but nothing sustainable nothing to really shift my mindset nothing to shift my lifestyle or my habits Um, until uh, 2017 uh, you know my sister Rosie uh, she really inspired me to, to, to once and for all just go all in on my health. And so Rosie has a cool story of her own. She was 250 pounds. She lost 100 pounds. She started competing in, uh, in bodybuilding competitions. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so, but it's crazy because like Rosie was the one who was super disciplined. And we'd go out as family members, you know, me, six siblings, whole family, we go out and, and we kind of make fun of Rosie because she was the one right. who was eating right, right? It's so funny how that happens 
when you go out with your friends and they still have those eating habits, you know, and then you're at the table and you get like self-conscious a little bit because you know that judgment's coming, <laughs> but then that's cool. Like I'll let you finish your story. Cause yeah, like then you transition, like, you know what? I don't care because mm-hmm. this is for me. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was so disciplined and it's crazy because that discipline in the face of our jokes, um, really inspired me. I was like, wow, this really is a lifestyle. So uh, took my health on in in 2017. Took it seriously, uh, and today here I am, 128 pounds down, uh, and really just on a mission to assist people in achieving optimal health for themselves. That's awesome. Yeah. No, that's so cool because you actually get to have. There's not a lot of people that get to say I dropped 128 pounds. And then the thing is, is when you like have somebody on. That's why like with me with my background of like bodybuilding or whatever. This last time, honestly, really wasn't for me. It was like, here is the story, or like, here's what it takes to kind of get to the next level, the suffering and all stuff. In my realm, in your realm, it's like suffering in the sense of, you know, that. But you have a story that you can relate. Mm-hmm. And once you can relate with that person, they're like, well, he can't hold anything over me. Like, just tell me what to do because he's been there, mm-hmm. you know? And then they can, they feel that, I feel like, when you build that relationship with your clients. Absolutely. I think, um, I think it's gotten past the old days where people would just listen to somebody because they're book smart Mm -hmm. and it's gotten to a point where people want someone who's walked the path who's been on the journey 100% yeah no no I agree 100% and so that's what I was going to ask you is like who are the people that you're coaching because we talked about this a little bit before um, outside uh, camera but you know, do you feel like you're working more with people that are a little more overweight um, in the sense of like a little more excess obesity or, or whatever, trying to live the same story as you? Or do you feel like you're going into, um, you said your background with football and mixed martial arts and stuff like that. Do you feel like you work more with those type of people? Yeah, you know what? It's crazy because it's a wide variety of demographic that I work with. And, and I think it's like when I tell people... Rather than me tell you what it is that I do, it's important for me to tell you what it is that I believe, right? And so I believe that when a person's physical health, mental health, emotional health, financial health, spiritual health is firing off on all cylinders, they then have a really solid base Mm -hmm. to build the life that they've always wanted for themselves, right? But the issue is most Americans or most people are walking around with one or more of those components completely out of whack. Yeah. And so where we come in is we coach the person, not just the, the, the overweightness or, or, or the weight that they want to eliminate. We coach the entire person. We touch every single area of life because we know that when all of those things are working, mm-hmm. they can then build a lifestyle upon that. Yeah, no, and that's awesome. You feel like, and I've noticed this too, when you start coaching more people, maybe in the beginning, like, okay, I got to figure out, you know, what they should be eating, whether macarage or the food choices and what they should be doing for training. But then you start stepping back and the communication starts coming towards you and you're like, no, this is more like life coaching, you feel like, right? Mm-hmm. And so how do you go about that, taking somebody in and kind of diagnosing them and kind of figuring out, do you do you actually figure out which part of their life they have that hole and then really actually attack that before even kind of going into it? Or you try to like do it at the same time where maybe having better nutrition, better training, having the outlet helps start actually fulfilling maybe their faith or maybe their relationships with their spouse or stuff like that. You know what I mean? Great question. So yeah, initially we kind of, we walk through an assessment with people and we walk through a health assessment. Where are they at? What's their current reality look like? Um, and what are their goals? 
on, on the physical realm, yeah. right? And then once we have an idea of what that looks like, then we'll set them up with a specific protocol for that, which we know if they follow it, they will get great results. Yeah. Uh, then we start to tell them, you know, that's one component, but we really want to focus on other areas, mm -hmm. you know, like how would you like your relationships to be in your life? How would you like your finances to look like? You know, what would it look like if you're, if like you were in a really awesome mental state, you know, like what, what's possible then for your life? So it's like, it's this constant supporting our clients and like awakening them to their biggest possibility for their life. And I think that's something that a lot of people don't look at, especially when they, cause they think that the, they think they're going to come in for a diet. That's exactly, that's what you're saying. And they leave like, oh, wow. Yeah. Habits. Yeah. Habits, right? Yeah. No, and that's what I was going to ask. It's like playing that role, filling those holes and kind of like taking the assessments. They're they're motivated about the nutrition and the diet part, right? Mm -hmm. Losing the weight. Mm -hmm. They don't even know what's really going to be happening during mm -hmm. the process until they start changing. And then you ask those questions, those tough questions usually, right? Mm -hmm. um, that's what I've noticed, um, especially with like whether it's entrepreneurship or stay-at-home mom or whatever. It's like totally different for each individual client. Mm -hmm. And that's what I try to preach a lot. With my content or whatever my clients, it's like your stuff's going to be different than Susie's over here, right? Mm -hmm. And so how do you kind of attack – I want to go into – we were talking about before your relationship with food, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. People probably have a similar deal with maybe their upbringing or maybe depression or maybe just whatever it is that kind of ignited that bad relationship with food. How do you kind of like uh, attack those bad habits and transfer them into the new habits? Yeah, I think it, it's it's uh, for me what has worked so well is is um, is implementing micro habits okay. that I can do on a daily basis, right? So it reminds me of like, if I were to have a client who's in her 60s, she's been overweight her entire life, she can't even do one push-up, right? And her goal is to do 10 push-ups. Um, we would have her do something that she can easily do day in, day out, that's not difficult, right? Like, hey, let's start off by doing one push-up on the wall every day, whether you, whether whether you feel like it or not, you're just going to do one. If you feel great, you can do more than one. If you don't feel so great, you're just going to do that one. So we're having them uh, jump into the micro habit of just doing that one every single day. And if you could do more, do more, right? Mm -hmm. And as they begin to progress and they do more and they do more, they begin they they move from the wall and they're we're like, all right, now get down to the stool or then get down to your knees, right? So progressively implementing micro habits that people can do day in, day out, to the point where it becomes unconscious, right? Because if you do something enough times repetitiously, it just becomes just, that's where the habit gets formed. And so I think for a lot of people, when they jump into diets, they they like go gun ho It's kind of like somebody who's like quitting smoking cold turkey. Yeah. Not everybody can do that, no. right? So, but it's got to be a progressive micro habit that's implemented day in day out. Easy, simple. You can follow it. Whether you feel good or don't feel good, you can still do it mm -hmm. to the point where it becomes habit. Gotcha. So it sounds like you're implementing, not them knowing, <clears throat> but changing their new habits. They're thinking, I'm getting to my goals, but in reality, you're wanting to. Uh, establish consistency and patience, right? So, yeah. So I, I totally agree with that. And do you, with that, trying to establish it, do you feel like you have focused and told them, maybe not told them on purpose, but try to do these micro um, goal-setting habits, right? 
do you tell them not to even look at that long-term goal? Or do you still say, hey, it's okay to write that down and have it there just for to be there? You know what I mean? Great question. Because why I bring it up is because I've gone both ways now. And I've noticed that like having that long-term goal, and we're, then we say, okay, let's just focus on these short-term ones. But the short-term ones, they're accomplishing, and then maybe one week they don't accomplish it, and then immediately they snap to, I'm never going to get to that long-term one, right? Mm-hmm. And it's that motivation kind of like internal locus that they're hit, right? Mm-hmm. And I, then I was like, okay, maybe let's not even look at that one. Let's look at, hey, you want to feel good? Like these kind of subjective um, feet markers rather than numerical. Mm-hmm. And, and then I was like, okay, we'll hit one pound, two pounds lot, weight loss, whatever this week. Let's just focus on that. Let's get to that first before we even look at that. So I've gone both ways. I want to know from your perspective, what do you feel like has been working for your clients? Yeah, I think what's been working the best is creating a, a space of structural tension. So if you take a look at like a rubber band, for instance, okay. right? <clears throat> when, you, when you pull the rubber band, there's tension that's there. Now, you pull it too much, it snaps. But if you have just the right amount of tension there... You can begin. I think about it as this is this is where your this is where your goal is. This is where your current reality is. We're going to stretch that band to enough to propel you from where you are now closer to where you want to be. Now, now each time that we get closer, the tension in that band releases a little bit. So we want to keep structural tension. That's exactly what I was going to ask you: is how do you overcome like that perfect structure? And I love this analogy, dude. Mm-hmm. This this structure you have, and you're like, okay, let's. Push that line a little bit, but not make it too much or you're uncomfortable to the point where you get discouraged. And that's what you're saying. And so when you start reaching these goals and that tension starts going down, how do you keep them motivated when they already dropped 20 pounds or 30 pounds, but they have another, in your eyes, 70 pounds to go? You know what I mean? Greatest, my greatest question for them is what's next? What's next? What are we going to celebrate next? What's the next milestone we've got this far? What's the next milestone that we'll be celebrating? And I have, and I don't create that for them. They, they create their goal for themselves, right? And when I, when I think about it, ultimately, so I, I take a look at goal setting as there's like three different types of goals. There's, I, I, I look at it like this, A-level goals, B-level goals, C-level goals. Yeah. So A-level goal is a goal that you know that you can accomplish. You've mm-hmm. done it before. You've done it time and time again. If somebody were to tell you, hey, do this, mm-hmm. you'd be like, yeah, I got it in the bag because I can do it with my eyes closed, right? That's an A-level goal. B-level goal is a goal that you've never accomplished before, but you know that if you move things around, if you learn a little bit here and there, if you set up a few resources here and there, you know that you're, you're pretty confident that you're capable of doing it. But then what I work with my clients on is what we call C-level goals. A C-level goal is a goal that you've never accomplished before. You don't know how you're going to get there. It completely terrifies you. That structural tension is there, right? But what I ask my clients to do is develop a relationship with the future them that has already accomplished that C-level goal. Right. Yeah. So where they are right now is not the same person that's required for them to get to where they want to be. They must transform. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm taking I'm having them see themselves in this sea level goal. What do you how, how does how do you walk? How do you look? How do you feel? What, how are you as a mother? How are you as a father? How is you? How are you as a contributor in the community? And as you begin to, to develop and nurture that relationship with that sea level future self, the goal is to 
bring that person back here right now and stop walking, talking, acting, moving as that person right here, right now. And we start to see that, that, that they're getting closer and closer to their goals. And so I, and I, and I, I, um, it it makes me think of like Ed Milet, for instance, right? Like Ed Milet talks about how he believes that when he dies and he's face to face with God, God's going to be like, all right, here's the guy that you could have been. And he wants, he, he hopes and prays that when he gets there, he's an identical twin to the person that he could have been, right? Yeah. He's a splitting image. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's my goal with my clients too, is to have them like achieve those sea level goals. Yeah. No, it's like um, leaving no stone unturned, right? Mm-hmm. Like we only get this one, one shot at this. It's, mm-hmm. it's all to you, how you want to live it, obviously. Mm-hmm. And that's cool that it's like, you ever hear when people say, um, overshoot your goals a little bit because if you come up short you're going to be way way ahead of where you thought you could have been right Mm -hmm. um and it's cool you bring that up and uh it's kind of like a i don't know if you want to call it neuralistic kind of reprogramming or like a neuro kind of like you're changing who you are Mm -hmm. you know like you're literally everybody's really changing who they really are internally not just their eating habits or whatever but it's changing all aspects of life because say um you're going to the gym, you've never went to the gym, maybe once or twice a week here and there sometimes, and then they're like, you know what, I don't feel like it. And then you get in a consistent one day a week, and then two days a week, or three days a week, and you're doing that for four weeks straight, eight weeks straight. It's like, I don't know, I think the people you understand, like that's affecting them going to work and showing up at work and, you know, one day a week, they're doing really well for the whatever. Three days a week, now they're like really performing, and then all of a sudden, Maybe they get promoted. Maybe in their in their relationship, they're going on a date with their spouse like one day a week, and then like they go do a couple things a week, whatever. And then it's like they don't notice like, wow, this fitness and health is like the habits mm-hmm. is actually helping in their day to day life for other aspects. Yeah, and that's what you're kind of bringing up about the whole pyramid or whatever you want to call it, the pillars of uh, of happiness is what I call it, right? Mm-hmm. So no, that's really cool, and and I agree with you 100. percent I'm I'm glad because I've met a lot of coaches that like really only focused on, okay, you need to eat this. If you don't, like, I don't know what to tell you, right? <laughs> it's like, they're not really, there's like cookie cutter, hey, let me give you a training program, you know, eat this specific meal portion size, this food, every single day of the week. Mm-hmm. It's just not sustainable, you right. know? So, um, do you go into uh, more of like, because uh, there are different ways, like macros, or do you go more into like um, flexibility macros, or or food choices and not counting calories at all because I know that there's kind of two different ways. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's more uh, more flexibility in food choices and not counting calories. Mm-hmm. I feel uh, for me personally, I feel like when when we start to get into that mode, it can be super. It can it, that itself can generate unhealthy habits. Mm-hmm. It's like oh my gosh, am I eating too much or eating just right or just enough? Mm-hmm. Or it's it's just like you know clients who. I know they want to step on the scale every single day, and I'm like, come on now. That's not necessary. If you're following the structure, you're going to be good, you know? And it's like teaching them to trust themselves. Trust yourself, you know? Like, you're you're capable of actually doing this. And I think it builds confidence when people are making great choices uh, and not heavily restricted, um, and that they can see that this is all about integration into my life. Because... Uh, super restrictions and having to count like I don't know about you bro but I'm not trying to count my macros for the rest of my life you know what I mean yeah no, and I, I'll, we'll go in because like I do it the other way actually okay and so we'll go in because I want to I want to hear your side because I've heard both and I've tried both yeah and I haven't dug enough into your way yet because mm-hmm. of 
uh, maybe my past habits, I don't know, but more of just like um, me understanding what's going on in the situation fully. Uh, but no, keep going because I want to hear this. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, see, and this is a great conversation yeah, for us no, to have yeah. because health there and and I think health there's so much that's going on in health, right? Um, there's so much that goes on in health, and and where I take a, a, a stand in is uh, there's so much that works, and I think we can both agree that if you just follow a system, ways, yep. it will work. You know, whatever choice that you make, but ultimately the underlying beneath it is you must transform your mindset. You must transform the lifestyle yeah. in which you're living. So whatever it is that you follow, and, and I tell people, you know, after I walk through what it is that I walk through with them, um, you know, people kind of get still get stuck in their ways, and, I, and, I, and I'll tell them, you know, maybe this might not be a good fit for you, you know. I'm not so attached in trying to prove my point on anything. I'm here to actually support you in whatever it is that's going to work for you. And if my way doesn't work, yeah. your way might work better, you know. And but you got to stick to it, and you got to actually make a commitment to transform. Hundred percent. And that's where, like, I tell people, they're like, "Hey, what do you think about this keto diet?" Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of coaches that be like, "That's completely stupid. Don't do that." So my thing is like, yeah, I utilize macros because I feel like it's allowed clients to kind of do things, and I'll kind of go into why I do it because I like your way, and I try to do. I tried this. Six months to a year ago, I started changing how I coach with that side. Mm-hmm. But where I'm going with this is they come to me and say, hey, what do, I, what do you think about this keto diet? And I'm like, well, yes, yeah, it'll work, you know? And well, is it going to make me lose all this fat? I'm like, well, any diet's going to make you lose fat. Mm-hmm. And they're like, wait, what do you mean? And I'm like, yeah, it all works. All of it works, but it, it comes <laughs> down to what you're going to be able to stay consistent to. And some people do really well on keto diets. I've done mm-hmm. a few, you know, mm-hmm. and, and their, their cognitive abilities, they feel like they don't have to eat all the time or mm-hmm. whatever. They, they can eat like one meal a day or whatever. And they, they feel better rather than a, a traditional carbohydrate-based diet or whatever, right? Yeah. And, and I say, hey, great for you. If you can stick with it, I can't because I want to go out and eat foods, maybe at restaurants that I'm not going to the restaurants that have a higher fat intake and low carbohydrate and I'm usually going to places that have what I like you yeah. know like burger fries and stuff <laughs> right. like that right so um, so that's where I say but it's okay if you do like don't feel scared don't feel like this is going to be the an- the only answer though and so that's why um, any diet I, it's, it's going to work but like you said like it's it's actually the foundation of your mindset and, and changing internally your habits with that food right yeah. and so why I kind of transitioned into macro approach uh, let me ask you first do you how do you go about your like your 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 food do you do even portion size or anything like that or just food choices in the sense of just like trying to keep it as wholesome from the ground as possible yeah. and you're trying to li- kind of eliminate more of uh, processed stuff and things like that how do you go about that great question yeah so really what our system really does is it provides so our clients are eating you know six meals a day uh, spaced out every two and a half to three hours to really stabilize their blood sugar levels and, and on all of that. Um, and so the cool thing about what we do is we provide them with portion controlled meal replacements um, in several different forms. Um, you know, and, and, and so it takes their mind off of having to do all of the work. Um, and then they provide uh, one like lean and green meal for themselves. So like their servings of vegetables and proteins and, yeah. and healthy fats. And so uh, it's a simple and simple system for them to follow. Um, and what we've noticed is that 
um, especially people who n need to eliminate a significant amount of weight. A lot of people are looking for results. They want to make sure that they that what they're doing is working. Um, and so being able to take their focus off of the meals uh, fully so that they can focus on healthier habits and still see the results um, is has really worked for our clients. And the cool thing is, is once they achieve their goals, then we start to work with them during their transition phase and starting to reincorporate starches and fruits and everything back into their protocol so that... Uh, and it's really teaching them how they can feel their body, you know, for the rest of their life. Yeah. No, and I've, I've uh, heard and seen that and I've seen it work so well too because mm -hmm. usually people like uh, come to me or whatever, like how much weight or like I want to lose this amount of weight or how fast should I be losing weight and stuff like that. And I said, well, it depends, right? Mm -hmm. it, it always depends. But um, say I have somebody that doesn't have, they only have like really 10, 15, 20 pounds to lose. Yeah, I feel like maybe a slower rate, it'll be more consistent mm -hmm. on their level, not binging or stuff like that. But if you have somebody that's, you know, I've had that's a little more excessive in the body fat, you can incorporate like what you're doing. I like that because you're going to get faster results and there's still going to be plenty of energy because they got a lot of stored energy to use, right? And then you're reincorporating the other foods that they're like, man, I want this or, you know, some fruits or, or whatever. Mm -hmm. And um, then they're able to do that because... Um, you know, they, they first started getting the motivation from that weight loss, right? Mm -hmm. So I like that methodology because people are like, oh, you lose muscle or whatever if you lose too much body fat. Well, I think that in reality, it's your body's going to pretty much tap into a lot of the fat because you have so much stored energy mm -hmm. that you'll be fine, right? Mm -hmm. And then you can always come back and reverse and go the other way and, and try to just go a muscle building phase or whatever, right? Yeah. But so, yeah, that really brings me up. Like, how do you go about, um, you know, clients – going to social events, stuff like that. Like I talked about your uh, spacing out meals, stuff like that, stabilizing blood glucose, making their hunger level stable. But when they go out for their lifestyle stuff, how do you approach um, people going out to dinner with their family or maybe going to a wedding or stuff like that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I could take the cookie cutter approach and be like, this is what you need to do and all of that stuff. But for me as a coach, I'd rather not tell somebody what to do. I'll make a suggestion to them on how they can best approach it in terms of the goals that they have set up for themselves. But what it boils down to at the end of the day for many people is intrinsic motivation. What is the internal motivation that has them want to go for it in the first place what's their why right yeah. and sometimes they might make a choice and I think what I was talking about is like you got to make a plan so and when you make a plan and you stick to a plan you can own it right like you don't have to feel bad or guilty and it doesn't have to be a cheat meal it can just be a choice that you made yeah. and the choice either moved you closer or further away at least you know and you're aware of that mm -hmm. Right, and so, so you're not guilty. You don't feel guilty. You don't feel guilty, and that's the thing. I want to want to help clients take the guilt out, the shame out, trying to hide from their coach because they decided to whatever. You yeah, know, yeah. like I want our relationship to be wide open, and that we can always set a plan of action and a roadmap for your success. Yeah, that's another thing with coaches. Um, they they try to sometimes I, I see them create like a dictatorship mm -hmm. where they're looking down and they're making you feel guilty about your decision making and then what you're saying is like no it's your choice if you have a plan and you already know what's going to happen or if you pursue this being okay with the result mm -hmm. then you can that's long term thinking right mm -hmm. and that's what's developing those habits the lifestyle part of it is okay I'm going to go uh, it's my birthday 
I'm going to go have a few drinks, have whatever, a cheap meal, whatever they call it. And then, um, but I'm going to be okay with that because one weekend out of how many weekends of my life, yeah. right? Yeah. And that's what I preach too is because unless you're trying to compete at a show, but that's like 1% or whatever people, right? Mm-hmm. If you're like just trying to get healthy or stuff like that, um, I try to make it as unrestrictive as possible. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm going to go with with the macro stuff is it's restrictive in the way of um, understanding how much you're eating, right? Mm-hmm. And it does create a crutch there. What I noticed though is uh, instead of using the, the food scale and doing all that stuff all, all the time, I try to make it where, let's, like you said, let's get you results, let's get you motivated, let's get going. We start there and then a week or whatever it is to get consistency rolling from a, a caloric deficit, let's take that out. Let's do portion sizing of like our fists of meat portions or, or you know, uh, tablespoons or whatever. Let's make this, okay, no scale. So now it's like we're understanding. We're still tracking um, first because then I feel like um, it's restrictive in a different area mm-hmm. of, yes, we're knowing how much we're eating. We know that maybe from like a science perspective, going out and having a donut is actually still in the realm of letting them keep going towards mm-hmm. their goals. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's where I uh, started playing that because this like the habits, um, they don't like, I found that people don't like to be restricted because mm-hmm. I was all about that. I was all about like, let's just eat chicken and, and lean meats and, and vegetables and stuff like that. And it got your results, but then you're like, now what afterwards and what happens? The game all the way back and more or whatever, right? The fat stuff. And, um, and so I've done both ways that I've gone Honestly, it comes to the individuality of the person. I've done people like, you know, I don't, I don't want to track anything. Cool. Let's try this mindfulness coaching is what I call it. Mindful eating where we go about and you can kind of start to I feel like, do you feel like this too where you get like a, a relationship with your own body kind of feeling yeah. after eating like, mm-hmm. like wholesome food? You're like, you know, I feel good. I feel full mm-hmm. and I'm losing weight. That just feels good. You know what I mean? Like your body kind of regulates itself. It's, what does it call like auto regulation or something like that? Um, you notice that though? Yeah, it's like uh, to, uh, getting people in touch with their body. It's like it's like we're we're resetting our body, hitting the reset button on our body to having it operate the way that it was designed to operate prior to us putting a whole bunch of junk into it. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Because I, uh, with you know processed foods and, and like day in day out on a consistent basis gets us m- more out of tune with our body, right? And and so, but but properly, um, you know, fueling our bodies on a, on a consistent basis, getting in touch with our body is super huge. So listening, becoming aware of, of where we're at, that mindfulness piece is so huge. Yeah, I agree. And even to the point of like, yeah, we're losing weight, but being mindful of, how does this make me feel? Mm-hmm. How many times have people like eaten something, like they go through your stuff, right? They start eating mm-hmm. wholesome food, good food, they start feeling good, and all of a sudden, they're like out like, you know what? I haven't had one of these in a while. It's like a donut or a piece of pizza or whatever. Mm-hmm. They eat it and they come home and they immediately probably text or email you and say, man, I feel like crap, yep. right? Mm-hmm. It's because our bodies wasn't really designed to have that processed junk in our body, right? Mm-hmm. Like how caveman days, you think they had in and out or Chick-fil-A <laughs> going on, you know what I mean? So um, no, I think that's a good point where uh, you're listening to your body. And I like your method, and I think that it's kind of like an agreement of different methods of like mm-hmm. working for people. Um, so it worked for you, it's worked for me. And um, at the end of the day, though, and it all is going to work. It's just yeah. the base, the, the actual base of the pyramid, right? Mm-hmm. Um, well, tell us a little bit about, so we kind of went into the habits. Um, we went into like going out to social events. 
We talk about goals, stuff like that. So then, um, when people lose all this weight, do you have, um, how do you kind of like let them go on their own, like lost? Like, do you feel like there's any uh, thing that you would give for advice for people after they've accomplished their goals um, to, to continue to stay consistent and keep those habits and not go backwards again? Because you see like people who have been sober or whatever for like, five year or a year right it's their first initial stage they're clean they progressively get clean you know like you're talking about and then like maybe they don't go to the your your, your meeting you know your group or wherever you don't go and do the certain things you were doing before and maybe they go backwards right mm-hmm. how do you kind of go about that part yeah so my biggest thing is you know we're we're teaching we're teaching throughout the entire process and we're constantly encouraging our clients to look towards the sustainability of everything. Every single step that they're taking is towards a longer, healthier, happier life and sustainability of their health. And I and and this kind of goes back to that whole structural tension piece, right? So people get to a goal and they take their foot off the gas of life. But it, I I and this is not just a health lesson, this is a life lesson where it's once I achieve a goal in my life, I'm setting before, and even before I get to that goal, and, I, and if that goal is like really within reach, like if, let's say somebody wanted to eliminate 100 pounds and they're in that last five pounds to get to that 100 pound mark, I'm already planting the seed of like, what's the next goal that we're shooting for? Yep. And it doesn't necessarily have to be weight loss. What's the next life goal that you're going for? Are you gonna, are you, are you planning on doing that hike uh, that you couldn't do before. Are you are you planning on running a half marathon, or or are you planning on you know like just simple things and setting that structural tension again? Because I think when when people take their foot off the gas, when they when there's no more stretch in the rubber band, there's no more adventure. You, you know people yeah. people people love when things are fresh and they're new. Right. That's why when people are like, you know, first of the year resolutions, I'm hitting the gym. I'm about to be in the gym, and then it's no, it's lost its luster. Right. It's lost its shine because it's no longer new anymore, Mm -hmm. and you fall right back because there was no structural tension there. There was no pulling the rubber band. So when we pull that rubber band, we set the next goal. And you know, so the greatest question that I love to ask my clients is, what's next? Great. What's next? Mm-hmm. What's next in your life? Isn't that funny too? Like how I feel the most productive when there is a decent amount on my plate. When there's nothing on your plate <laughs> and you have all the time in the world, you feel like you're so unmotivated to even do anything. Yeah. Right? It's funny how that works. Like the more you got to do, the more you're like, okay, let's let's go, let's go. Yeah. And the less you have to do, it's more of like, eh, it don't matter that much, right? Mm-hmm. And so I, I like that you bring that up. And for people that are uh, viewing or listening or whatever, struck. Well, it's structural tension, meaning find your rubber band length, right? Find what that point is of I'm going to stay motivated. I'm able to accomplish the goals that I'm setting forth and never, never um, not set another goal, right? Like if you're almost there, better have another one ready. Better have another one ready because that's the only way, like you were saying about Ed Milet, the best version of yourself you can be. If you don't have the goal moving forward, then you're just going to be either staying there or going backwards, yep. right? So... No, I guess kind of like go out of this. I want to thank you for, for hopping on the podcast. You like a yeah. lot of great information. I think people take a lot of value because I like having people like you on 
because you think about a holistic approach, it's not just that nutrition stuff like that, right? It's it's like how is this going to affect your life, and what are the habits we're creating to better all aspects, financially, spiritually, relationships, all that stuff. And uh, I really like to preach that that health is that foundation because if you say you have one very successful pillar of like financial wealth, but you have like so you're overweight and you can't even come home and go to the park with your kids mm-hmm. because you're so tired, you're out of breath, you just want to go to bed. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're missing out on a lot, right? Yeah. And so um, that's one thing is I love to preach people. I'm glad we're on the same page there. So if there's one thing kind of like going out of this piece of advice for people that are scared of failing when they're starting their journey or maybe they've started and they failed already, mm-hmm. what would you say to those people to be like, look – Here's what you should focus on to keep going. Yeah. Uh, I, I would say the biggest thing is embracing structure. Embracing structure. Um, for me in my life, I've always kind of been the free bird kind of, I just want to do whatever, right? Yeah. But I really learned to embrace structure. And what I mean by that is structure in my days. Where am I putting my time? Like, like I always believe that when, like, if you want to know what's important to somebody, Take a look at their bank account and take a look at their calendar. That will tell you exactly what's important to them. And so, uh, but in embracing structure, even in, because structure will always embrace you back, even in the face of failure. And, And this is what I tell my clients is like, even when you've failed, even when life seems like it's crumbling around you, at the very least, you have some form of structure in your life that, that will always embrace you and that will always always give you the results that you want. So just embracing structure. Um, and, uh, and I mean, I think it's kind of cliche to say it, but like, um, you know, failure is going to happen, you know. Oh, 100%. Uh, walking into it and knowing that failure is going to happen. I mean, even on my journey... Of, a, of, of eliminating 128 pounds, I think some people take a look at it and like, oh my gosh, like you were straight up disciplined for uh, X amount of time, yeah, like yeah. months or whatever it was. And I'm like, no. And even to this day, 128 pounds lighter, it's it's a daily battle still. You know, like I still have to battle old, you know, habits of 34 years ago. Yeah. You know, and 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 uh, and so it's a constant battle daily uh, to continue to. Uh, progress um, and, and walk in my health, but but it, knowing that failure will come, but when I embrace structure, um, I can still get the results that I want. Awesome. Well, thanks, bro. I appreciate you yeah, for good, coming man. on here with me. Um, guys, I appreciate him. I'm going to link up all of his um, social media content, Facebook, Instagram, email, all that stuff. If you have questions for him, Go ahead and reach out. It's going to be in the description box. I'm also going to put my stuff down there too. Uh, If you have any questions for me, you can follow me, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all that stuff. So thank you guys so much for, for listening or watching. We'll talk to you guys next time.